Welcome to Ikoyi Baptist Church. Thank you for tuning into our podcast services. Listen and be blessed. This morning, by the grace of God, we will be continuing from where we ended last week. The man of God has started to take us through the purpose-driven church. And uh, for those of us that were there at the opening session during the midweek service, when we first started about three weeks ago, it did, uh, it, it, it took us back into the book of Exodus, where the Lord called Moses and he was showing him what to do and how to do it that he must build a sanctuary and the sanctuary must be according to the pattern that God will show him on the mountain. And we discover that because Moses did everything according to the specification, the divine specification, God granted his approval by releasing his glory, his presence into the sanctuary that was built. And from that day forward, God began to dwell in the midst of his people. And you recollect that last week, when the man of God was ending, we ended on the note of the five purposes that God had appointed for his church. And these five purposes are meant to be carried out at about five different levels of our commitment. And the first one, as we noted, is the community. So this morning we'll be looking at fulfill how we can, how we are to fulfill God's purpose for us as a church, for us as individuals in the community. And what is going to be our purpose there is evangelism. Targeting your community for evangelism. So we will be starting from page 19 of our workbook this morning. If you still have your workbook, kindly open to page 19. Targeting your community for evangelism. To start with, what is evangelism? Simply put, it is reaching out reaching out to the community, to our community with the gospel of the kingdom, the gospel of salvation, reaching out to the lost, reaching out to the community with the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ with the sole aim of winning them to Jesus because we must have the aim at heart. That as we are going out, we are not just going for socialization. We are not just going to uh, familiarize with the community. We are going with the aim of reaching every member of the community who is yet to be saved. We bring them to the knowledge saving of our Lord Jesus Christ. And I want us to look at the gospel that we are to go and preach what it is and what power does the gospel ask for bringing those who are yet to be saved 
into the knowledge saving of our Lord Jesus Christ. Romans number 1. Romans number 1, verses 16 to 17. Romans number 1, verses 16 to 17. The word of God says, said, I am not ashamed of the gospel because it is the power of God for the salvation of everyone who believes. First for the Jew, then for the Gentiles. For in the gospel, a righteousness from God is revealed. A righteousness that is by faith from first to last. Just as it is written, the righteous will live by faith. At best, all that religion can go over man is self-righteousness. What you need to do. I mean, by your, own, by, by your own power to please God. But the gospel reveals another righteousness that is by faith. You just trust Jesus and Jesus will help you to do everything you need to do to please God. The gospel is the power of God unto salvation. It is the totality of the power of God. The totality of the wisdom of God for changing lives, for comforting any soul regardless of who he or she is. The second thing is that uh, the gospel reveals a righteousness that is by faith, not by works, not by struggles, but by faith. Then when you look at the book of Romans, number 10 again, beginning from verse 6, you see another, another thing about the gospel. Say, but the righteousness, from verse 6, but the righteousness that is by faith, says, do not say in your heart who will ascend into heaven that is to bring Christ down or who will descend into the deep that is to bring Christ up from the dead. But what does this righteousness say? It says, the word is near you. It is in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith we are proclaiming. That if you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is with your, with your heart that you believe and are justified. And it is with your mouth that you confess and are saved. The scripture says, anyone who trusts in him will never be put to shame. For there is no difference between Jew and Gentile. The same Lord is Lord of all and richly blesses all who call to him. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Now listen. How then can they call on the one they have not believed in? And how can they believe in the one of whom they have not heard? And how can they, how can they hear without someone preaching to them. And how can they preach unless they are sent? How can they preach unless they are sent? The gospel is the power of God for drawing the community into the crowd, into the, into the congregation, into the committed, into the core. It is the power of God for changing lives. But these, the gospel cannot effectively carry out its power, manifest its power 
except we go and preach the gospel. And we cannot go except we are sent. And now we are being sent into the community to go and preach the gospel. Because anyone who is not yet born again, anyone who has not, who has not accepted Jesus Christ as his Lord and Savior is condemned. It is only when the person believes that is justified. Anyone that has not believed in Jesus, regardless of how learned he is, regardless of how many degrees he possesses, regardless of the volume of wealth that he has, is a lost soul. It is only through the gospel of Jesus that a person can be saved. Now, how do we now reach out to our community? We want to look at the strategy, the pattern Jesus Christ left for us. When you look at the book of Matthew, number 4, verse 19. I love this living Bible that is in our, in our, book, in our book. Can we read it together? Matthew four nineteen. Let's read it together. Jesus called out, come along with me and I will show you how to fish for the souls of men. Very interesting. Meaning that ordinarily, we do not know how to reach out to the, to the lost. We do not know how to fish for the soul. But as we follow Jesus, he will reveal the strategy unto us. He will show us the pattern. He will show us the way. So, and one of the way that we'll be looking at today uh, is this issue of target. That we need to target our community. Somebody will say, why do we need to target? Are we saying that we are not going to reach everybody? Yes, we will reach everybody. But the truth is, a local church may not be able to reach everyone on the surface of the earth. Because a local church is limited in everything. Another thing is that uh, God created us, I mean, in different ways. Our God is a God of diversity. And as he created us differently, he desires that all be saved. So if God wants the black to be saved, he wants the white to be saved, he wants the Asians to be saved, he wants the children to be saved, he wants the drug addict to be, to be saved, he wants those who are in the slum to be saved, he wants those who are in the prison to be saved, then there is a need for us to develop strategy. And the first thing that we see there is that uh, we need to know what we are fishing for. Know what you are fishing for. That is, we must identify who we are trying to reach. There must be a target because no single church can possibly reach everyone. It takes all kinds of churches to reach all kinds of people. So, Jesus himself, he has a clear evangelistic target. You know, we are looking at Jesus as our pattern. In Matthew 15, 24, he said, I was only sent, I was sent only to the lost sheep of Israel. And when you look at the ministry of our Lord Jesus Christ, everything centered around the land of Israel. From Galilee to Bethany, Bethany to Capernaum, Capernaum to Judea, to Decapolis, and to Jerusalem. He knew what he was looking for. 
he knew those that he was looking for, the lost sheep of Israel. And you recollect when a Gentile woman came, that Syrophoenician woman said, Lord, my child is sick. Come and heal. Come and help me heal my child. What did he say? He said, the children's bread, you don't give to the dogs. So he knew his target and he focused on his target. That does not mean that we cannot minister to others as you go along. Anyone that has faith to be saved, we minister to them. But, but then we must keep our target in focus. And the same way, Jesus Christ, when he was sending out the 12, the 17, he gave them a clear evangelistic target. He said, don't go among the don't go among the Gentiles or enter any town of the Samaritans. Go rather to the lost sheep of Israel. That is Matthew 10, 5 to 6. The same thing applies to Apostle Paul. He also had his target in focus. He said, I was entrusted with the task of preaching the gospel to the Gentiles. Just as Peter had been given the task of preaching the gospel to the Jews. That is Galatians 2.7. Somebody will now, somebody will say, uh, how are we now to harmonize this with Matthew 28.19 that says, go into the world. But when you look at that passage very well, you will still discover that even the great commission that is meant to take us to the old world also has the, the matter of target at heart. Let's go to Matthew 28 and we'll read verse 19. Matthew 28 and verse 19 says, Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations. Go and make disciples of all nations. The one nation here is not talking about a country. It's talking about different people groups, different ethnic groups. Go and make disciples of all the ethnic groups of the world. So we now know that what it will take us to reach the Yorubas, we are not likely to use the same method to reach the Yigbos because they have different worldview. They have different culture. They have different customs. So, as we are going, so if you know that we are going to Igolan now, or we are going to Shekri land, we are going to Magusawa people, we are going to Kimberi people, we are going to Kanuri people, we must know that we just have to vary our methodology. Why? Because the people, these, these nations, they are not thinking alike. So, there is the issue of target, even in Matthew 28. All make disciples of all the nations. Of all the nations. So, uh, the issue of target is very clear. Now, how do we define our target? The first thing that we need to take note is we need to define our target geographically. Geographically. This means there's a need for us to identify where these people live. The people that we want to, want to reach, where do they live? Where do they live? Where, where, do, they, where, where do they live? So, uh, uh, how many people live in this area that I want to reach? There's a need for us to know the geographical location and even to know the, uh, the, uh, the population. 
And these are things to keep in mind as we go. That is the reasonable distance, driving distance. Reasonable driving distance. Then uh, we discover that many churches, uh, many choose churches today because of what? The church is very near them. And there are some people also who love to come from a distance. Why? Because the church is meeting their needs. So we need to know the people. We need to know the people that we are reaching. So the larger our church grow, the further, then our reach we also extend. Another thing for us to note about this issue of uh, divining targets is that we also define our target demographically. We define our target demographically. There's need for us to ask the question, what kind of people live in this area? If you don't know the kind of people that are in the area that we are reaching, of course, we'll be using wrong methodology. We'll be using wrong approach. We'll be using wrong means for reaching them. There's a need for us to know the kind of people that we are going to reach. And you recollect what led to the establishment of Ikoi Baptist Church in the year that it was founded. From where we came from, First Baptist Church, Broad Street, that church was purely a Yoruba-speaking church. Then they discovered that there are some people who are non-Yoruba-speaking, who are coming from a particular area. They are concentrated in that area. Then the church, in, the church then, in their wisdom, said, okay, let's go there. And you discover that what we do here is not what they do over there. Our mode of worship differs because of the people that, that are here. People of diverse culture. And that's why we do everything diversely. So we also need to discover the age, age breakdown. The age breakdown of the people. How many in each age group? The marital breakdown is also necessary. How many, sing, how many are singles? How many are married? How many are widows? How many are widowers? How many are single parents? And of course, the income breakdown. What do they, what do they earn? The occupational breakdown. Where do they work? Are they blue or white collar people? Are they artisans? You recollect, I mean, you know that if you have a church among the artisans, I mean, the, the, your style of worship must, must be different. You know, there's this, uh, I mean, the story of, uh, Reverend Jerry used to tell this story about uh, when he was the pastor of First Church Kosofe in Lagos here. When he got there as the pastor, he wanted to maintain the normal Baptist way of doing things. Made his service. Five to six, uh, five in the, in the, and this is a church that is located in the market area. So he discovered that it is late at the, I mean, towards the end of the service that people start, people will start coming. Then he sat down and said, ah, okay, okay. The people that I'm dealing with are people in the market. They are traders. So that caused them to change the time of their middle service to 7 p.m. And by that, they were able to accommodate many people to come to the church. So it is very good to know the demography of, of the people we are trying to reach. Another thing that's also crucial is the issue of culture. We need to target, we need to divine our target culturally. Those in business world, they will call this one psychographics. What are their values? What are their interests? What are their fears? The mindset, the lifestyle of the people we want to reach. And the best source 
for this one, we don't need to go to any office. It is through personal contact, personal survey. Personal survey. We don't have to agree with the culture of the people, but we must understand the culture before we can reach them. Before we can reach them. Let me give us an example. When New State Baptist Church decided to reach a particular group of people, these are Filipinos in a Ikeja area. Then they decided to have a church there. But you know what? The pastor that they put there scattered the work. Because this pastor did not know the values, the interests, the fears of this, of this, of this, uh, <laughs> these this, this Filipinos. He's such a pastor that uh, everything is his demon. He sees demon in everything. Ah, see the way you dress. See this your headgear. There's demon there. There's demon. There. So this began to what to send fear into the heart of these people, and that's how they began to deal you. Before the mother church, we know what was going on. Many have left the church. So the uh, 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 the effort to re- to redeem something did not yield appreciable results. Many have left the church. We need to know the people to know how we are going to minister to them. If you have a congregation full of young people these days, you see many of our young people, though they may be, you may think that uh, they are Igbos like you, Yoruba like you, but you know, they are totally different. So the kind of worldview that you have, the, all these superstitious belief that we have, most of our children today, they don't know them. So if you come to church and say, there's demo, there's demo, every time, demo, 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 they will just be looking at you. And that's why you say, when we are praying sometimes, they just fold their hands like that and say, what, what, what are these people doing? Because we are not connecting with them. We do not know their culture. There's a need for us to know their culture. And of course, we also need to divine our, our target spiritually. Spiritually. These people we want, to, we want to reach, what are their spiritual needs? What do they know about God? What are the things they do not know about Christ? What is their religious background? That will help us to know how to reach them. So we need to determine their just background. The truth is that all the unchurched, they are not alike. Not all of them are atheists. There are a lot of them that have been disgruntled about the church. Say, I don't want to go to church because everything they talk about is money, money, money. And of course, uh, Karl Marx, the, pro, uh, the proponent of what? Of Marxism. You know, he was a child of a missionary a child of a pastor. But you know, it was the attitude of his, of his father with other men of God that made him to come to the conclusion that religion is what? Opium of the, of the masses. Because each evening, when they, when, 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 they, when they came around from the church, what do they discuss? How, how much did you raise in your church today? How much did, you, did your people contribute today? So everything they talk about is money, is money. And this young boy was listening to them. Then he came to that conclusion. That religion is the opium of the masses. We need to be very, very careful. Then, having done all of this, for the community we are going to reach, there's a need for us to develop what we call a, a provide of a typical unchurched in our residence. And when you look at the page 21, for them at Saddleback, so everything you see on that page 21 represents an average young person. In Zadubak, well educated, likes his job, likes where he lives, 
health and fitness are, are, are is a high priorities and for himself and his family. He would rather be in a large group than a small one. He is skeptical of organized religion. He is self-satisfied, even smug, but he stationed in, uh, about his station in life. He prefers the casual and informal over the former. Because of the way, I mean, because of their own geographical location. Said so they don't dress up. They always dress down every time. And that is why for those of us who have seen uh, a requirement, you see the way he dresses. So he dresses the way the people that he wants to reach will dress. Because he knows, he knows himself to be a fisherman. And a fisherman must behave like the fish. Must behave like a fish. If you don't behave like a fish, you cannot catch any fish. You know, we have a footballer that is uh, a striker. And he will play a match of about 90 minutes. And barely will his body touch the ground. Very neat. And that is why he does not deliver for his team. As expected of him. Because how will a striker, you want to strike, and you don't want your body to, be, to, be, to touch the ground. Those of us who are football, I mean, who are football, I think you should know the person I'm talking about. His white clothes will remain white for 90 minutes. Whereas the other, the other, the, the other mate, you see how dirty they are. Some people already... Uh, they are already guessing. I'm not talking of Karim Bezima. So, these are the things that we need to know. Determine. So, through a uh, 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 public and uh, personal opinion poll. So, when you look at P23, you see all of those things there. So, we need to know that uh, all, I mean, the, most of the unchurched, they are not atheists. Most people that will not come to church, they are not atheists. They are just misinformed. They are misinformed about the church, about God. They are turned off or they are too busy. So we need to know about them. And you see what, uh, what they did, how they reached their own, because they already know the place where they, where they were. Gated houses everywhere. Even they don't pick phone. So they have to develop a means of reaching them through letter writing. So our target must determine our approach. When you, and Jesus Christ told, he told disciples, Luke ten eight, when you enter a town and are welcomed, what did he say? Eat what is set before you. Eat what is set before you. Accept the people. Relate with them at their times. Whatever that is not that is not that that that, that does not run contrary to the teachings of the Scripture. Accept them. Don't try to impose your own way of life on them. It goes beyond dietary, uh, dietary advice. It cut across everything about life. And of course, Apostle Paul said to the Jews, I became like a Jew to win the Jew, to win the Jews in the same way. When with the Gentiles, I became a Gentile. In order to win the Gentiles, I have become all things to all men that I may save of them by, by any means possible. When you look at how living Bible renders that same passion, you see that it's very clear. It's not trained that they want to compromise. No. Don't forget, purpose living church is how to grow a church without comp- compromising your message and mission. Say, whatsoever a person is like, I try to find common ground. I try to find common ground. With him, so that he will let me, he will let me tell him 
about Christ and let Christ save him. And you remember when he got to Athens, he just watched. He took time to look at them, to look at the way they did. Say, ah, these people, they are highly religious and highly superstitious. Then he saw a temple to an unknown God. He said, that God you did not know is the one I've come to present to you. Would they not listen? They will listen. He has found a common ground. So, when we now talk about what is the Jesus' standard approach in evangelism, he had none. He had no standard approach. He met everyone at their times. When he met the fishermen, how did he approach them? He started by using the terminologies they were familiar with. When he was speaking to the farmers, he said a sower goes out to sow. When he met the woman at the, at, the, at the well, what did he say? He said, there is a water that I will give you. And when you drink out of it, you will never test again. Common ground. That is wisdom in witnessing. Wisdom in evangelism. Okay? Uh, let me see whether we can do one more, two things. Uh, looking at Saddleback evangelist strategy, the needs, they said that the needs of unbelievers determine their own approach. And that is supposed to be for every Christian. That's supposed to be for every church. The needs of the people we want to meet should determine our approach. Their needs are the bridge. The bridge we want to ride on to reach them. If you neglect the bridge and we just go by ourselves, we are likely to drown. We are likely to get lost. We need to ride on the wave that God has already created. Mark 2.17, Jesus said, It is not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. I have not come to save the righteous, but what? But sinners. When people come to you and say, What do you want me to do for you? So, the key for effective witnessing, evangelism is what? Faith needs. Then they said the mindset of unbelievers also determine their method. The mindset. Jesus Christ said, be wise as serpent and as harmless as those. The people of this world are more shrewd in dealing with their own kind than the people of the light. We need to be methodical, methodical by knowing what are the mindset of our people. And of course, the culture of unbelievers determine our style. The style for reaching them. The style. So the key, the key question is, who are we trying to impress? Who are we trying to impress? So we have said today that evangelism is reaching out to the community with the sole aim of winning them to Jesus. Winning them for Jesus. Anyone who has not given his or life to Jesus Christ is a lost soul. Is a lost soul. And we need to have a, we, we must develop our target. Must develop our target. We must end at this moment. Are you here this morning? You have not given your life to Jesus. You are lost. Are you here this morning? You have not given your life to Jesus. You are already condemned. But the Lord is here today to justify you. The Lord is here today to save you. And he said, you don't need to travel to heaven or send anybody to heaven. You don't need to send anybody to hell, I mean to the grave, to bring Jesus out of the grave. 
is already raised from the dead. And the word is near you. It's actually in your mouth, in your heart. If you will believe in your heart and you will confess with your mouth, you shall be saved. May God bless us in the name of Jesus. We hope you were blessed. Ikoi Baptist Church is a Bible-believing church located at 5-7 to Latif Jackandu Road in Ikoi of Lagos State, Nigeria. You can find us on Facebook as Ikoi Baptist Church or reach the church directly via phone at 0163-20485 and 0163-20486. For more information, please visit the church website at www.ikoibaptistchurch.org.